with Morgan streaking. She's chipping the goalkeeper. The pay disparity between the men and women is, is just too large and, and we want to continue to fight. Uh, the generation of players before us fought and now it's our job to, to keep on fighting. The pay cap for the women's Major League Soccer players is 11 times less than the pay cap for men's Major League Soccer. 11 times. Rapino gets across it. Listening to Give and Go with Rotas Wadera only on Girls Soccer Network. Hello and welcome. This is Give and Go live from Canal Street Market on Family FM, recording inside Canal Street Studio. I'm your host, Rotas Wadera, and thank you so much for making the choice to listen to us at Girls Soccer Network. Oh my goodness, what a time it is. The NWSL is back we've got all the latest coverage news everything leading up to the start of this season on www.girlssoccernetwork.com of course check us out on instagram at girls soccer network on twitter at girls soccer net and we also have a youtube channel as well we're, we're all over the place people so make sure you go check us out and again if you want to get this podcast you can make sure to ask siri to subscribe to it you can get the first episode you can play specific episodes it is entirely up to you. So, again, a lot on tap. NWSL opening weekend. We will also go over the U.S. Women's National Team, how they fared in their two friendlies. They are three games away now from the World Cup. Things are getting very interesting on that front as well. And then, of course, the social media and lifestyle portion towards the end, towards the end and some other soccer news as we get into things. But, of course... What a start to the season. The Chicago Red Stars and the North Carolina Courage went toe-to-toe, arguably the two best teams in the league. And uh, it did not disappoint. Look, the first half was a bit tough, but that's how, that's how it needs to be if you want to beat the Courage. You kind of have to really do your best to just defend and defend and defend. And try and catch them on the counter. I think Chicago has provided the blueprint to defeating them. They've come so close in the past before to doing so, but this was the first chance where they, you know, where they've gotten so close and they came close yet again. The Red Stars were able to weather the storm. Sure, again, all the stats will tell you that the Courage dominated this game on paper in terms of their shots, possession, all that good stuff. But man. Yuki Nagasato and Sam Kerr combining once again. It was an inch-perfect pass from Nagasato that had Sam Kerr on goal. And once she's one-on-one with the keeper, you know what she's going to do. And it was an easy, calm, collected finish from the Matildas superstar. So that really was a bit of a surprise to see it 1-0 heading into halftime. But the question was, would the Red Stars be able to hold on? And unfortunately, they were unable to. uh, They really just switched off for what was a split second and crystal dunn made them pay off a corner kick uh really just a crafty crafty finish able to bend that ball in uh around there who who was really good and and really made some big saves he made a big save on lynn williams you know full stretch so it was a a lot of great action especially in that second half you know what could you say about 
the courage and and the way that they of course just refused to, to take their foot off the gas that no finish line mentality this continuing to apply pressure however the red stars will certainly have to consider themselves unlucky because somehow some way Sam Kerr had an opportunity to steal this game at the end for the Red Stars. It was almost a smash and grab at North Carolina. What an opportunity. Her shot went begging, hit the crossbar on a lovely cross that came across, and she hit it on the one time. It definitely seemed like it was going in, so what a tough, tough break for Chicago. It would have been a great way for them to start their season, but... Again, they also look tremendously solid. We've talked so many times about how great their midfield is. So, you know, a great, great first game. And, of course, a defensive battle. And, and look, I think it would be, you know, better in terms of the way that the season started on opening weekend. You would like to have more attacking style soccer. You'd like to have more goals in order to, you know, with everyone watching, all eyes on opening weekend, how things would go uh you know it would have been better if it was not as defensive minded as i mentioned before but that's just how it is and that's what you know people who truly love the game uh who are so into it in, in terms of x's and o's and strategy it's a chess match right and when you and when you understand it on a deeper level then that's when you truly appreciate defensive matchups like that one but for the casual person that you know this league is trying to attract in order to make it go to the next level right a casual person is not necessarily going to enjoy that as much on top of that <laughs> i think we all experienced the technical difficulties yahoo sports mixing up the streams to start off it was an ominous start to say the least but uh hopefully they get that sorted moving forward i don't think it'll be too much of an issue but interesting that that happened again the league's seventh season things like that honestly shouldn't be happening you know when you switch up the streams uh, Sky Blue was playing the the Courage and Red Stars game and vice versa. So that that was a, a slightly funny moment. But other than that, the you know it was a great first game. Um, and then on the flip side, you had the Washington Spirit taking on Sky Blue, two teams that are most likely going to be the two bottom teams in the league. Uh, but you know Sky Blue looked looked a lot better you saw that lineup and it looks far far more formidable with you know rocky rodriguez and uh carly lloyd up top you saw it, dorsey on the on the left side they got mahomi kawasumi in there just a lot more experience unfortunately at the back you know we've they've got some issues losing madison tiernan and uh, mandy freeman that's you know two tough blows for that back line but Again, just a tough, tough break for Sky Blue. Again, Kaitlyn Sheridan was great in goal, but the Spirit were just able to do a little bit more in front of goal and, and, and were able to really take their chances uh, nicely. Sam Staub is look, looking like she's going to be one heck of a player. Uh, their, their draft pick out of Clemson, the, eight, the former uh, conference player of the year, uh, showed that she's got more in her locker that she can score too, a nice... A uh, shot from just inside the box as the ball was bouncing around. Uh, she's going to be impressive. They they really have a good one there. And then you also have McGrady and 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 DiBiase, and it was really an opportunity to put all the youngsters on show. Um, so a great result for the Spirit. 
Um, they need to get as many points as they can possibly get if they want to make a playoff push. But it seems like, again, this is going to be more of a developmental uh, year for them. They're really going to have to punch above their weight a little bit if they want to make sure that they can be as competitive as they could possibly be. But, again, n take nothing away from the result. 2-0 uh, against a good Sky Blue team that were more than ready. Julie James and... And Paige Monahan also got the chance in the midfield for Sky Blue, so it was a, uh, it was a good one. And then you know you have uh, Mallory Pugh providing the assist on a great, uh, great header from Megan Crossan. And so overall, you know you can't complain if if you're the Spirit, uh, something to build on moving into next week. But we shall see how things go for them as this season uh, plays out. Two games coming up as we record this. You know, we've got two games later on in the day. Might as well talk to you about those. The Orlando Pride taking on the Portland Thorns. That's going to be a barn burner, people. Um, I've talked heavily about the Pride and how they're going to be in trouble this year when the World Cup rolls around. We'll see how this full-strength squad does against the Thorns, who are always going to be uh, near the top so that's going to be a great great matchup especially in the midfield we'll see how things go Danny Weatherholt uh, is going to be a key key factor I think in there because we know what Marta can do we know what Alex Morgan can do but a player like Weatherholt um, and can you know and I think the some of the defensive uh, pairings on each side will be very interesting as well we'll see Ellie Carpenter most likely for the Portland Thorns bombing down the flank see what she can provide but also Carson Pickett on the Orlando side uh, they're gonna that back line is gonna have to be ready um, Ashlyn Harris we know is one of the best shot stoppers one of the best keepers in the world so th I don't think that there's much of an issue there on that front but Orlando uh, at home they're gonna want to make sure that they get it spot on and they make sure that uh, you know they come out strong and collect as many points as they can in the early going. So we'll see how that goes. I, I expect Portland to, to go into Orlando and get a win or get a result, but you never know. And the second game is the Houston Dash against Rain FC. High expectations for the Dash this year in terms of the moves that they've been able to make. We will see how they combine as a team. Christy Mewis is back as well for the Dash. That is a much, much needed boost as well to have her back to, f to, to full fitness. She's still, I think, working her way back. Um, there's a video, I believe, of her making, I think, 30-minute debut in, in a preseason game. But she is one of her own harshest critics. She was like, yeah, I sucked. But, uh, you know, th it's great that she is back for the dash, and we'll see what kind of impact she can have. So it's going to be a great one. Um, I believe Megan Rapino was listed as questionable going into this matchup, so if they don't have her... Uh, someone's going to have to pick up the slack for the rain. So we will see how that goes. I do like Houston to get this done at home. We'll see if the fan bases will actually show up. And, uh, and yeah, if they do, hopefully, hopefully, right, for a home opener, that's all you can ask for, that all of these matchups are stuffed to the brim in terms of attendance in terms of these stadiums they got to make sure that they fill it up and make sure that you know this is going to go in the direction that we need it to go and that is up 
Yahoo Sports um, is a great place for, you know, this, plat- you know, it's a great platform for these games to be streamed on. It, it's easily accessible, and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes this season. But we are so so happy that it is back, and with that plus the World Cup coming up, oh, it is going to be a great couple months of soccer. This is going to be a summer of soccer. We cannot wait to bring it all to you. Now, word from our first sponsor, Striker Elite. Based out of Las Vegas, Nevada, Striker Elite develops confident, creative, and elite players in soccer and for life. After instructing players seeking to play at the highest level, Coach George Nahorski quickly recognized the need for an environment that helped these players excel at a rapid pace. That's where the creation of an academy that would specialize in soccer training was born. Focusing on player development, the curriculum at Striker Elite emphasizes technical skills, tactical awareness, mental toughness, character, leadership, and confidence. They currently have U.S. Development Academy, ECNL, ODP, and college players at Striker Elite, as well as aspiring players seeking to play professionally. Striker Elite trainers are qualified and have extensive playing and coaching experience. Whether you're a club player looking to take your game to the next level and become a college or professional player, they will help you fulfill your goals. They provide elite one-on-one training, partner training, small group and team training, plus elite camps. For more information, go to www.strikereletesoccer.com. Again, they've been doing some great work out here. And I'm sure they're thrilled. You know, they had this Carly Lloyd camp, and then Carly Lloyd went ahead and scored two goals for the United States against Belgium. So I'm sure they're thrilled that we've got a Tuesday Touches series going on with them. It's been very consistent on Instagram. So, again, an exciting time. They're doing some great work, and we're very, very thrilled to, to maintain this partnership that we have with them. All right, so we'll get to some other NWSL news as we get right into the season. Ioana Lohman has retired after a fantastic 16-year career. Uh, unfortunately, she was unable to really get back to her old self uh, after tearing her ACL, but she truly has been a pioneer for the sport um, and someone who is proudly out and not shy about her sexuality. She's definitely an inspiration uh, for a lot of women out there. And... Uh, Everything that that she's done for this sport, she is just tough as nails out there on the pitch. The Spirit are going to miss her presence very, very greatly in in that locker room, especially with all the young talent that's there. They're gonna, they're definitely going to miss her. But um, thank you for a great career. We also have um, a piece on her at GirlsSoccerNetwork.com regarding her career, uh, also known as the Rainbow Warrior. So make sure you. Go check that out right now because um, it really goes into detail regarding her whole career, kind of her journey and and the process to get to where she's gotten. So definitely go check that out. The Orlando Pride did make a move after not doing much at all during the draft, not doing much during free agency. They traded for Morgan Reed from the North Carolina Courage. And while it's a good move uh, to bolster their back line, which they will need help there, Uh, It's not necessarily solving that midfield issue that they're going to have to worry about moving forward. Uh, So we'll see how that works out. But I love the fact that, you know, they added a defender here and 
you know, you can never have too many defenders. You can never have enough at the back because of, again, that's just the style of this league, and it's going to be defensive-oriented for the most part. So uh, it's a good move for Orlando. Hopefully they can build on it, especially with uh, a whole bunch of games coming up. I mentioned this earlier in the show. Uh, you know, Madison Tiernan obviously down. I believe we mentioned that in the last episode as well. But to also lose Mandy Freeman with an Achilles injury, oof, that is a tough, tough blow. And I don't know which one is worse, honestly. Both of them are season enders, right? An ACL tear or, you know, you tear your Achilles. Both are just absolutely brutal. Um, but we, you know, we really wish her, both of them, a speedy, speedy recovery and that they can get back to to the level that they were once at uh in order to contribute for sky blue because it really puts sky blue really behind the eight ball with um missing some of their starters um and it's not you know it's not going to make things easier if they're looking to really improve and grow and <laughs> i mean look they're definitely going to win more than one you know one game all right it, like it's going to happen like it will happen but uh we'll see speaking of which uh, for Sky Blue, VP Alice LaHue will take over for Tony Novo, who was the GM and president of the team, kind of one of the reasons why they were in this whole predicament, who has been speaking about how things will change. Well, he will no longer be a part of that process for change. Uh, you know, I know Cloud9 has been asking for for him to not be there anymore, and finally it has happened, I'm sure, that they are thrilled that that Novo is gone. Um, and uh, LeHue does bring a tremendous amount of experience to the position. She's definitely the right person for the job. She has a very strong pedigree in terms of professional soccer going back to 2008, served in various roles for the Red Stars during uh, the WPS and NWSL. So she's been in two separate leagues for American women's soccer, obviously WPS was the league before the NWSL. Um, she was the G, the team's GM for the Red Stars from 2012 to 2016, and she was also the GM for the LA Blues of the USL Pro Team and the P Pally Blues of the former W League side during uh, 2011. She's also on the task force chair for the United States Coaches Women's Membership Group a group that advocates for the advancement of female coaches and executives, as well as the co-founder of Gonzo Soccer, Girls Soccer and Leadership Academy, a youth nonprofit that focuses on elite soccer training, academic assistance, and life skills. So she's doing a lot in this space for women's soccer. It's clearly the right move, and if they want to go to the next level, um, they are the perfect, uh, she is the perfect person to get them there. Also, for Sky Blue, they've signed a deal with Georgian Court University to use their training facility. So, that's, I mean, that's big that they are following up on making the changes that they said that they would make. Um, to have that training facility is huge. I don't know where it is and, and how far it is from, from the facility, excuse me, from the stadium, from where they will be, you know, working, but it is a great great move and I'm sure uh, Sky Blue as an organization are thrilled to get this done because they know that they need to be doing more and they need to be doing better in order to keep 
all of their star players there. Anyone who wants to play there after losing Julia Ashley and Haley Mace, I mean, that's that's so tough. That's such a tough blow. Uh, they really have to learn from it and make sure that it does not happen again. Alrighty, we move to the U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, recently played two games against Australia and Belgium. Two two teams that were a little bit different in terms of their overall quality obviously the match against the Matildas was a highly watched one they both were able to feature you know their jerseys that they will be wearing for the World Cup I've already mentioned how much I am in love with those uh, 90s throwback Matildas jerseys but the United States kids are just as nice um, it was a tremendous performance on the offensive end for the United States to score five goals on the Australians. Um, overall, you can't complain with a result like that, although, again, questions will be asked about that back line. Uh, Mallory Pugh ended up being the perfect super sub. Alex Morgan got goal number 100. Pino and Heath were spectacular. Again, the defense going back to that back line they just need more time with each other but we're running out of it it's one thing that we do not have uh if if you're the united states uh just a couple of months left to go uh you can't win a world cup that way bottom line all right the rest of the world is catching up and uh to just hope that you're going to be like the golden state warriors and you're going to outscore everyone um you know, unfortunately, that's not how it is in soccer. Like, you can, because there will be days where you will struggle and it will not go your way. We've said it time and time again, but Jalila still doesn't even know who her right back is. I mean, that's. <laughs> will this continually be an issue as we get closer and closer to the World Cup? We will see. But we've said it before also Mallory Pugh coming off the bench was the spark that they needed to really get them over the hump it was a tremendous game Caitlin Ford was great for the Matildas oh my goodness the assist to Devana who rifled home that shot and then that turn that she put that Cruyff turn was saucy it was like it was something Tobin Heath would do uh, al along with the finish and of course Alex Morgan as we mentioned goal number 100 in that game the seventh U.S. player to do so, and uh, what an achievement. Really just as consistent as ever. All she does is score, and you've heard her teammates say, once she gets to that certain area in the box, like she's 9 out of 10 times putting the ball on the goal, and that was another case of that where she's on that left side of the box. Um, again, Carly Lloyd with a beauty, beauty of a back heel. Um, but, yeah, what a Excuse me, that was the Belgium game. Alex Morgan in, in the Australia game was, you know, able to body Claire Polkinghorn, able to dip her shoulder, get around one defender, and, and really finish nicely around Lydia Williams. That was goal number 100. Of course, goal number 101 was against Belgium, and that's where Carly Lloyd played and really was the star of the show. First off, just the overall event that was held there. It, it truly, truly was a spectacle unlike any other that we've seen. I mean, Mia Hamm, hats off to you for what, uh, as majority owner, what you've been able to do with LAFC and with the, the Bank of California Stadium. It is a beautiful stadium and uh, just an opportunity to, to honor the 99ers. It was just the perfect place to do it in LA you know 
just the overall atmosphere the stars were out like it felt like showtime lakers like courtside all these stars were there you saw all the the star power you saw jennifer gardner eva longoria uh natalie portman uh oh my goodness you saw a who's who athletes everyone was there and i mean that's 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 incredible for you know to be able to see something like that on and it was just a special special night so hopefully right Mia Ham I know they're working on it they they want to make sure they do everything the right way um if they can get a women's LAFC team to the NWSL oh it would do wonders wonders LA is a big market and that's always more eyeballs more money involved so that would be just tremendous and you know they're going to run things the right way so hopefully we get this we get that going soon one of the you know major major storylines from the game against Belgium right other than the fact that it was just an all-out aerial assault uh so many goals coming from headers the belgians just simply could not contend um in the air so that was that was interesting but carly lloyd has still got it people every time you count her out she puts in a performance to prove everyone wrong and that is exactly what she did again um she was phenomenal two-headed goals as i mentioned earlier the back heel to alex morgan oof, world class and then uh also, Kristen Press was tremendous as well. I mean, three assists, all from set pieces. I mean, she was tremendous. You can only say so much about what, what she has done in, in 2019. Really been one of the major bright spots for the United States. So that's going to be very interesting how, you know, Carly Lloyd's minutes get managed. How often will she play? Will Jill Ellis feel the need to play her and start her in certain games? Uh, maybe the group stage games, but I don't know. As the competition goes on, we'll see. Does she trust Carly to get it done? I think she should. She's done everything in the world to, to earn that trust, but hey, we're not in the mind of Jill Ellis, and we have no idea what direction she's going to go in the other major storyline Ali Krieger also has plenty left to offer she looked great uh the speed is definitely there she covered herself well anytime she kind of drifted forward a little too far her recovery speed was tremendous the knee looks just fine to me um so it's gonna be interesting to see does Ali Krieger, after a such a long hiatus, get the opportunity to play at the World Cup? Will she get the call? Or was this just a one-off where Jill Ellis decided to call her in and play her for that one game against Belgium to give her an opportunity? That's really the crux of the issue here. What will she do? Will it be Kelly O'Hara? Will it be Crystal Dunn? Will it be ali krieger we have no idea but it was great to see crystal dunn in the midfield as well for that game um i love it when we actually have players playing in their natural position it's what we should have it's how it should be rather than trying to put random puzzle pieces together and hoping that they stick and hoping that they combined well if if you're just going to put your best players out there 
and hope that it's enough, that doesn't necessarily work. So, you know, like I said, the rest of the world is catching up, and this is going to be an interesting, interesting World Cup. Normally in the past, you could say, like, all right, the United States are the clear-cut favorites, but this time, uh, France is coming. The Matildas are coming. England is coming. Everyone uh, looks at the United States, and uh, I don't think anyone is afraid of them anymore. They are n they are more than willing to attack them, go at them, and try and beat them. So the U.S. have to be on their A game, and they will. They have three more matches left before the World Cup, so again, hopefully we'll get a better sense of what the lineup may or may not look like. You've got South Africa, New Zealand, and Mexico. Two of those three teams are will be at the World Cup. We'll see what South Africa does um, in terms of offensively. I'm not sure they're going to be able to cope defensively with what the United States has to offer. But the matchup against New Zealand is definitely the most intriguing of the three. Uh, the football ferns have a back line with Ali Riley and Abby Urseg. So we'll see um, how that goes for them. You know, it'll be a good litmus test for New Zealand because naturally they don't really get tested all that much because of the qualification section of the world that they're playing in. They're playing, you know, like Fiji and the Samoan Islands and, and all those teams that don't necessarily uh, have a very high ranking at all. So um, New Zealand, this will be a great test for them to see how good they are because, again, the United States will be heavily favored. And then Mexico right before the World Cup. Mexico were... You know, I think it was a shock when they did not qualify for the World Cup after getting, uh, you know, ousted. It was the, I believe, the Jamaicans who knocked them out of qualification. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a crazy uh, matchup because th there's, you know, it the geographic nature, how close they are. It the United States is a rival of Mexico for sure, and even though. You know, you need kind of need the other side to, to be better in order for be for it to be a true rivalry. Um, the United States should come out and dominate that one as well. Again, like I said, will Jalelis have that set lineup, and will she give them enough time to play together, especially that back line? You need reps. You need time together. You need communication. Communication is key. So key. So hopefully, you know, we'll see if uh, Jalelis can make up her mind and have something ready before the World Cup. And now a word from our second sponsor, Topical Gear. Topical Gear was formed in 2011 by a team of professionals from the orthopedic sports medicine field. Collectively, this team has over two centuries of knowledge in athletic training, biomechanics, product development, manufacturing, orthopedic sports medicine, arthroscopy, and the pioneering of products in the sports medicine market. Their team is constantly on the field or in the gym getting feedback directly from parents, players, coaches, and athletic trainers as part of their continuing effort to develop products that help increase female athletes' performance while keeping them healthy. All of their products are backed by professional published research and tested by real athletes at both the high school and college level. All you soccer players, parents, and other athletes out there, go to www.compressioninmotion.com and check out the T25 knee, 
along with other shoulder and ankle products. Okay, it is time for the social media and lifestyle portion of the show. We've got uh, some great content over on the website that you should definitely check out. One of them is a fun Instagram feeds post uh, regarding NWSL players. So if you're looking for some fun people to follow in the league who put out great content regularly, uh, here's some people to follow. Megan Rapino, of course, uh, really a, a unique and, and great just free-spirited personality, so definitely someone to go check out. Katie Johnson has this super, super adorable puppy uh, with her uh, pretty much across her Instagram that uh, is pretty young, um, but she also puts out some great content. Tobin Heath, of course, another uh, tremendous, tremendous personality. Crystal Dunn recently got married. You know, she was posting pictures there, so that's also something you definitely want to check out. Ali Krieger, married to Ashlyn Harris now, or engaged, excuse me. Um, both of them together, or separately as their own entities, are, are great either way. So it's kind of like a joint package, but you definitely need to go check them out as well. And, of course, Sam Kerr, always about that soccer life a nike athlete through and through uh definitely big into fashion as well she's a great follow on instagram so definitely go check that out we got more information regarding all that on our website so make sure you check that out we also have uh the second video of dream on with samantha johnson she's been recording some quick snippet uh instagram videos for us and she is also someone who not only is worth following on social media, but you definitely want to go check out our site and our Instagram page and hear what she has to say. She drops a ton of knowledge, but she's also very blunt and honest about it, which is honestly something that we don't have enough of uh, in this world right now. So she's definitely worth checking out, and uh, we are very pleased to be, to be working with her and having her uh, send these videos to us. So make sure you definitely check that out as well, and she will definitely, definitely keep them coming. A final major story coming out of the NWSL. The Players Association has announced its new executive board and team player representatives last week. Brooke Elby of the Red Stars has been voted NWSL PA president. Tori Huster has been voted vice president. Nicole Barnhart is secretary, and Emily Menges is the treasurer. So, pretty solid board member. Excuse me, pretty solid group of board members. Um, when when you hear how long every single one of them have been in the league, it's definitely, um, you know, it makes a ton of sense that that they are the ones leading the charge here, working alongside. Yael Averbuke in order to, to make sure that, you know, the representation is there and, and just the, that the players get what they need and get what they deserve um, while doing what they love to do. And the other representatives for each team are Katie Naughton for the Red Stars. You have Amber Brooks. Um, Amber Brooks for the Houston Dash. 
along with Bianca Henniger. You have Kristen Hamilton and Elizabeth Eady for the North Carolina Courage. Madison Tiernan and Mackenzie Meehan for Sky Blue. Rachel Corsi and, of course, as we previously mentioned, Nicole Barnhart. Callie Farquharson is the spirit representative alongside Tori Huster, who is the vice president. Beverly Yanez, who is currently dealing with concussion issues right now for Rain FC, but she and Lauren Barnes are the representatives for the club there. For the Thorns, Britt Eckerstrom is alongside Emily Menges, and then for the Pride, Chioma Ibogagu and Danny Weatherholt. So a solid group of representatives for the league, and it is something that we will be you know, keeping a close eye on in terms of what this group of women is able to do in order to make sure that everyone gets what uh, you know gets what they need and, get and gets what they deserve as this league continues to grow. Okay, that is it for this episode of Give and Go. Give and Go is presented in partnership with Listening Party, the creators of Family FM. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. Again, I'm your host, Rotas Rodera. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We will have so much more content coming up. The World Cup is so soon. We've got a lot of great projects involving that. Um, so stay tuned. We have so much more to bring to you. And we will, on this show as well, be giving you full-on breakdowns of the World Cup, probably going group by group, team by team, making sure that you know you get all the information that you need and again for more go to www.girlssoccernetwork.com our instagram page is at girls soccer network and our twitter is at girls soccer net so go give us a follow our facebook page youtube channel everything the works again thanks for listening guys episode 17 is in the books peace out